Will you count me in? I don't have any. I don't know how to. You gotta retire this joke. I I mean, I've run out of bits to do. I mean, I think it's fun with Christmas. And anyway, welcome. 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 To Art Poppin' B. Welcome to our podcast. Mm -hmm. My name is Kayla Mason Garvin. Hi, my name is Justin Ganaway. And we are just two regular, degular, schmegular uh, folks at a prestigious Prestigious. Midwestern (laughs) University um, coming to you with a podcast about pop music, pop culture. Every week we talk about the current pop music events and then we talk about one uh, female pop music album. And so uh, I'm very excited about what we're talking today and sort of on theme. Um, We have a game. We have a game. We have a game. You explain the game because it's your game and I don't really... Okay, so each week we typically talk about which pop star we feel like this week. That's correct. Um, However, you know... You know how the singles love to talk about, like, if they're a Carrie, a Miranda, Samantha, or, um... It's not just the singles. I mean, everyone. (laughs) I know. I was just watching Schitt's Creek, though, and they made a joke about that. Mm. But anyways, um, I thought that we could do a play on that game, um, because there was an iconic Disney trio that came up in, like, the late 2000s, um, and that iconic trio is Demi... Um, Miley and Selena, all incredible in their own way and don't need to be compared. But I do think it's fun um, to figure out who you are um, among the trio. Um, But I think it would be more fun if we told each other who we thought that they were. I'm so scared for this. This is like my most nervous moment. Um, Do you have something prepared? No, I was going to make you go first. Okay, all right. I'm down. Okay. Okay, Justin, I'm just like feeling out these options, Demi, Selena, or Miley, um, and which, uh, which you might be. Um, and you know, I think that there are two good options, but I'm going to go with the one I have the better joke for, which is, I think that you're Selena because you just love to break up and get back together. (laughs) (laughs) wow you said read you said read you read me and i liked it i actually i felt loved and seen by that joke (laughs) so i'll take it um so for you my darling oh jesus my queen i mean The truth of the matter is, like, the best writer is Miley, but I'm not going to give you Miley for a myriad of reasons. Thank you. Mostly because she's a little, very problematic at times. Um, So, if we're not going on writing prowess, um, I'm going to go with Demi because of, um, because I think that your um, latest play adds a lot of people and I like it. <laughs> and Demi certainly cannot help it. Do you remember in the old days when she used to be truly a wild card on Twitter? Mm-hmm. She loves a subtweet. Oh my and she God. loves Not a direct s- oh tweet. Oh my gosh, she loves every kind of tweet. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they took that away from her. Oh, I know. <laughs> 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 um, so we're going to move right into talking about our current events for uh, the for the period of time right now. Um, just for reference, it is January 16th. Um, so we are going to be talking about a few um, items. The first concerns me, Demi Lovato. Um, <laughs> so we have a couple items of news that have just come out about Demi Lovato. It has recently been, been announced that she will not only be performing at the Grammys, 
um, the Grammy Awards. Uh, but she will also be singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Um, Justin, thoughts? I'm fucking thrilled. First, I'll talk about um, the the Super Bowl. I love the lineup that we have. We have Demi doing the national anthem, and then it's Shakira and JLo doing the halftime show. Like a really strong female vocalist presence here. I think that it's gonna be a like a really fun f- fun Super Bowl. But then, I mean, she's also at the Grammys. We have no idea what she's gonna do because she hasn't released an album in a, in a minute. Right, um, not since our dear old "Tell Me You Love Me," which uh, listen to oh. our episode about "Tell Me uh, You Love Me." We love. We love Tell Me You Love Me. It should have gotten a Grammy, I think. I really it should have do. gotten several Grammys. Vocal performance several. at the very, very least. Like, are you joking me? There were so many good songs on that and so many good vocals. It should have gotten a Grammy for, like, if they gave a Grammy for irony and they gave mm. it to Daddy Lessons, I would be, or Daddy, oh God. Daddy I'm, Issues. Daddy Issues, I would be thrilled. Two uh, great songs with Daddy in the title. We can't, you can't fault yourself. We, I'm true. But <laughs> <laughs> can, aren't we like, I'm just thrilled for the resurgence of her career. Like, Me too. I mean, I'm nervous that she's being managed by Scooter Braun, but I also like that also gives you a lot of prowess in the mm-hmm. music world. And I think she's probably about to release an incredible album. I hope she does. And yeah, I, um, I love seeing, um, a healthy Demi, so hopefully that's on our horizons. Um, I am. It's it's funny because there's a, been a lot of drama surrounding this um, upcoming Super Bowl and its performances. I remember, you know, Rihanna divulged that she turned it down for reasons of solidarity with Colin Kaepernick um, and sort of the protests against the NFL. I mean, I think that there's a million and one reasons to protest the NFL sure, and absolutely. a million and one reasons to not sort of like participate participate in that corporation but at the same time i can't say that i'm not excited to see (laughs) demi sing the national anthem like i can't wait yeah well i think that like most of like football the viewing party of football like is our republicans (laughs) no everybody watches football democrats love football do they i don't know ellen degeneres loves football does she really? Oh, that was just that thing with George W. Bush where she she went to a um, Cowboys game because she was invited by the owner because she is wealthy. And yeah. then she was, you know, photographed and taken video just like chuckling with George W. Bush. Um, and then she got on the air. She was criticized for that um, because of his, uh, you know, anti-gay policies um, as well as waging war um, sort of illegitimately and then she got on the air and she was like we you know what he is my friend and friends should be able to talk about their differences and friends should be able to have political differences and it's like well okay sure but like political differences is different than fucking war crimes bruh like no (laughs) but sure like if you want to think that sure like whatever so back to uh people who watch football are republicans (laughs) It's true. Maybe Ellen is a fucking Republican. We don't know. Mm. She might be. She could be. She probably is. (laughs) She's probably voting for Biden, which is basically a fucking Republican. Oh, God. Uh, We are not talking about politics. I think he got filler, though. Can (gasps) we talk about that? Oh, my God. Let's talk about it. Yes, he's gotten work done. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Let's break the silence. Yes, I looked at him at the last debate, and I was like, wow, somebody did (laughs) some good work for you. He has expensive work. And you know what? 
Good for him. I love it. I think that's the best His thing he's done. His campaign could use it. Well, he needs the gay vote. And quite <laughs> frankly... Well, he's losing it. I mean, who, who's going to vote for him? Who's gay? I mean, I feel I, like I, even the conservative gays are voting for Pete Buttigieg. Are they really? God, I, I hate Pete. Uh, um, yes. Warren forever. <laughs> um, well, I'm probably going to vote for Warren. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the next few months. The The end of that debate was wild. The Warren-Bernie feud. Well, yes. we're a political podcast. We are. Now. Follow us if you like politics. <laughs> Expect lots of them in the future because that's all we care about. We'll, we'll just make um, political comparisons to pop stars. Art is political. Yes. And I do think that um, maybe not the album we're talking about this week, but no. certainly the album we talked about last week was political. Yeah. Art popping political bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the next thing that we have is uh, we're going to be talking about Rare. This mm-hmm. is Selena Gomez's new album. It just dropped. I have not given it a full listen yet, but Justin, you have. Justin, weigh in. What I've are your given thoughts? it extensive listens. Three, Ooh, actually. But, three? Yeah, but I would say three. Um, That's is, a lot. It's a lot, given when it was released. I actually... Um, I am a a subtle stan of of rare. I would say. Good. I think that it's her most cohesive album to date. I think that there are a lot of like uh, really lovely, sort of fun and semi wacky tracks. Um, and I the I think that um, she released the right singles from the album, and okay. I think that it's 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 stacked in the first half, and then we get some like fun b-sides but it all like she does two verses two courses and sometimes a bridge and honestly i i love i love a tight i think it's like a 55 oh that's nice yeah it's really nice um kind of crazy is a fun wacky track if you're like if you're feeling um funky and then um i really like ring people are calling it a, a havana light i don't know if i agree with that but um i do like the track so Go out there and give Rare a listen. I will. I'm trying to find these tweets that I saw earlier today, and I have found them. Okay, Ooh. so this tweet says it's from Sid- Sydney Urbeck, uh, Urbanek, sorry. Uh, it says this tweet reads Selena Gomez released a pop up video for one of her most recent songs and ellipses. I'm not sure what to make of the facts. Um, these facts say Did you know Selena bought all the dancers in and out burger during dance rehearsals? Slide two Did you know Selena's grand Grandma and Grandpa stayed the entire day while filming. Slide three. Did you know Selena knew she wanted a long braid for the video weeks before filming? <laughs> which is sort of like, yeah, duh. Sure. And then here's the one for, um, what's that song that's like, I lose you to love me? That song. Mm-hmm. Um, she. Here are these slides. Did you know Selena filmed the entire video barefoot? <laughs> Did you know this dancing was killing me softly is a reference to the 1996 Fuji song, Killing Me Softly which is a cover of Roberta Flax killing me softly. Are you joking? Selena, God, these are facts. (coughs) Did you know? Something Selena will never lose and always love. Hot Cheetos, she can't get enough of them. What? Did you know? The Amazon rainforest is burning at the fastest rate since scientists began recording in 2013. Those are the facts that Selena has given us, and those are the facts we must honor. Thank you, Selena. Thank you for giving us this information. I feel edified. I feel knowledgeable how do you feel justin confused and baffled but i mean 
<laughs> I I take a I take issue with the Amazon rainforest nonsense. It just uh, it's a non sequitur. I yeah. mean, most of these are non sequiturs, but yeah. they're at least somehow tied to the video that. The Flamin' Hot Cheetos fact is like is a bit of a cheap ploy for likability, and it's also a reference to Britney Spears. But and it's a stretch. Like, yeah, it's a, like something she will always love and never lose. Like okay, sure. I don't know. Cheetos may go out of business in twenty they, years. I don't think they so. probably won't. I think they're solid. Twenty years though, who knows? Yeah, will we still That's be eating potato time. chips? Uh, will we? Will there be any potatoes left? Will, will we even be alive? <laughs> I was thinking quinoa chips, honestly. I'm hoping I'll be alive in 20 years. That would be really nice. Mm, I don't want to be alive in 20 years. Why not? I don't know. It seems like a long time. That's, I mean, really? Yeah. You're going to be very young. Well, I know, but I mean... Uh, <laughs> If I don't have Biden money to get filler, then I would really rather just go from global warming. And there you have it. If you if we're not talking about pop music, we're talking about Joe Biden and death. <laughs> um, up next, we have... Uh, oh, so Beyonce's dropping a new line for Ivy Park. Mm-hmm. This is her latest collab. She switched over, I believe, from collabing with Topshop to collabing with Adidas. Yes. Um, and so she just dropped her latest uh, like batch of clothes. She sent it to Reese Witherspoon. She sent it to Janelle Monet, And she sent it to Laverne Cox, all of whom mm-hmm. who filmed delightful videos in the merch what do you think uh stunning um i'm glad that i i'm glad that she did it with adidas because that gives i mean quite a bit more quality to the garment which is exciting but um i you know i love that she sent it to reese Uh, (laughs) because i mean i i don't i do think that reese's ploy to get champagne um from beyonce and jay-z at um the Golden Globes was a grab for headlines, like, but a, a, a well placed grab for headlines that's going to allow Reese to make even more incredible work in the coming years. So I'm thrilled about it. Um, <laughs> however, I don't know. They're not really friends. I I can see Beyonce getting very tired of Reese very quickly. Oh, absolutely. Well, we know that Reese is annoying when she's drunk because of that video where she got arrested. Yeah. Um, Okay, I have two more items of news. One is this week Janelle Monet seemingly has come out as non-binary via Twitter. Um, the t- hashtag that, you know, she they hashtagged I am non-binary we love Janelle I support Janelle I love Janelle I'm thrilled and I and I mean Janelle has been playing with gender for years and, yeah, and doing absolutely. a really wonderful job of at it so um I'm thrilled um that they decided to come out and we I stand. we love we stand what and Janelle's just so fucking good we so. should talk about dirty computers oh, absolutely soon. let's talk about dirty computers soon yes. um the other item that I was gonna bring up is uh we didn't not discuss the Golden Globes and so I think there are a couple pop music things or maybe one big one that we should discuss mm-hmm. um, which is that J-Lo did not win a Golden Globe and she was not nominated for an Oscar. Thoughts? Oh, I'm so annoyed by this honestly. Me too! She should have gotten an Oscar I think. I she, think should she should have, have at gotten... least been nominated like they're, they nominate women for the stupidest shit and she like did a really good job. She did a fucking pole dance for Christ's sake. This was J-Lo in her element. She like, really she I mean mm. oh she did a good job and you know, she was doing all this stuff in a horrible movie. Sorry. Me, a lot of people liked it. I did not think it was well crafted 
did. But I did think that Jayla was turning it out. I thought Constance was doing her very best. Truly. I thought that everybody in that movie, Julia Stiles even, was like, you know, everyone in that movie was really trying with what I thought was a poorly constructed script. I didn't like script. Lizzo in it, I'll say. Lizzo wasn't in for two seconds. What didn't you like about her? I do. I don't know. It just didn't quite work. Mm. I'm Well, I thought the script didn't work. Well, yeah. Well, of course. Still very watchable. I thought Cardi killed it. It was very fun and it was shocking. Yeah. Um, Just in the fact that like what they advertised was not what was given to me. No. I was advertised a fun caper and what I got was a stupid like you know, it was, you know, journalism, you know, journalism as frame, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. All I want to see is JLo scamming men. And I didn't get enough of that. And frankly, if she had scammed men for more of the film, she might have gotten an, uh, her Oscar nomination, which she deserves. She we're, deserves it. But we're tossing out Oscars for so little these days. Right. J-Lo well, remember when Emma fucking Stone won for doing nothing in La La Land? I know. Three and Je- Jennifer La- Lawrence won for Silver Line. Playbook where she did nothing. Like, she did why? less than she did in Hunger Games by a mile. And we're not going to give JLo a nomination. This was the equivalent. Like Reese's Oscar was for Walk the Line. This is like JLo's equivalent to right, Walk the Line. Which is, I think. Again, I don't necessarily know if Reese deserved that whole Oscar, but I did love watching her win it. And that's how I feel about J-Lo. Does she deserve the Oscar for her entire body of work, given the context of who else they're giving Oscars? Probably. Does she deserve the Oscar for this role? I don't know. But if she's not nominated, and if we don't see her walk down that red carpet and what she was going to wear, like, the Versace, The Versace. The what she would have worn to accept her inevitable Oscar. Like, been... Now we've got to wait. Ugh. What are they going to have to... Reese Witherspoon better give her a fucking movie. That's oh all Oh my I'm god, saying. she should. What mm-hmm. is she going to produce? Let's write her. Ooh, Re- okay. Dear Reese. <laughs> <laughs> give J-Lo a movie and make her wear Ivy Park the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Truly though. Oh, that's a good one. Let's let's write her. Okay. Um, we're going to move on uh, into the main event for today. We are discussing the album Revival by Selena Gomez. This is a revival. Revival. It is a revival. Mm -hmm. Um, It it? was dropped on October 9th, 2015. Justin, where were you on October 9th, 2015? These answers always scare me. Uh, Once we get before 2016, I'm like, Justin, were you 12? (laughs) No, 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 no. I was um, going into my... I was either a late sophomore or an early junior in undergrad. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) And um, so my sophomore year, I partied a lot. And I, th- but I think it was junior year, and that year I got serious, um, and I was probably <laughs> <laughs> designing um, the Runner Stumbles, which is a horrific play. But um, it was it was like I had to do my senior capstone a year early because my professor was leaving that year because people cut funding for costume professors. So this is my diatribe about how you should fund costume pro- professors for theater departments even if they're small, because costumes are really important. That's true. Costumes are important. Fund them. Fund them. They need money. Yes. Uh, where were you? Um, uh, October 9th, 2015. Uh, I was definitely in New York. Mm. Um, I think at that point, uh, you know, I think at that point it was actually during... Um, 
this period of time where I was nannying for a toddler. Um, and it was actually a pretty good year. Um, you know, I uh, was living in Brooklyn. I was having fun. I was nannying and doing, a, I thought, a pretty adequate job of it, um, given that I was also uh, working part-time in wardrobe at Blue Man Group, and I was also, like, trying to have a social life and trying to make art. And um, it, at the time, it felt really kind of bleak, actually, but... Um, looking back, it's like sort of like a, a wonderful period of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I do remember this album dropping. I feel like you would have been the most whimsical nanny, honestly. I was fun. I was fun. And I, I you know, I am pretty good with kids. And um, this kid in particular, I just, uh, we, we just got along very well. And I continue to see her. I babysat for her over the summer. And now she's like seven or eight. And, you know, but oh. at the time she was three. And her most favorite things were The Wizard of Oz and West Side Story, so we like really got along. <laughs> we like ri- we would just like sit there and like listen to the rumble from West Side Story while she like ate mac and cheese. It was awesome. Like it was really sweet. And she like lived in Brooklyn Heights with a view of the Brooklyn Bridge. Like it was uh, a sweet gig. And, sh- and you know I'm glad that I stay in touch with that family. Yeah. Um. But uh, moving on to gossip about this album. So this album is sort of based in the eternal story of Selena's breakup and getting back together with Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a little bit of a timeline for you that our executive producer Aaron has pulled. Um, So if I understood the earlier debriefing correctly, from 2012 to 2014, Selena and Justin were officially dating. They broke up in 2014. This album came out in 2015. Around the time this album dropped, I I believe it was in September 2015, which is one month before the drop of this album, Selena went on the record saying, I I don't know if I'd get back together with Justin Bieber. A month after this album dropped in November 2015, Justin said, I'll never stop loving her to the press. And then they got back together in 2017, dated through 2018. And as we all know uh, from that fucking Vogue cover, Justin has now married Haley Baldwin, Mm -hmm. um, and Selena is living a happy life. um, Living, laughing, loving. Living, laughing, loving. Absolutely. And healthy. Healthy, yes. Um... I hate Justin Bieber. Me too. One of the things that we'll, you know, I'm sure discuss is just sort of why, why is he, why? She is so beautiful, first of all. Just, like, truly gorgeous. Mm-hmm. He's not. Um, so that, for me, that doesn't really pan... Like, doesn't really work out. And, like, beyond aesthetics, like, he's, like... It seems so disingenuous. And, and Selena is nothing if not, like, lovely and likable. And seems to be genuine. I remember reading that, like, one of the things that brought them together was their Christian faith, oh, which is God. wild. Um, but actually, I have notes about this about a song, but I might as well say it now where we're discussing the mm-hmm. gossip, is that I sort of remember them... Um, when I, you know, I'm actually not 
I'm actually not that far far apart from them in age. (laughs) But um, no, I do remember when I felt like an adult and they were literally children, you know, like under 18. And I remember the saga, I remember the saga in the news cycle of them getting together. Like I remember Selena going on the record being like, we're just friends. And I remember seeing pictures of them hugging and being like, okay. And then I remember, uh, you know, it took about six months or a year before I saw that they were dating. And so this must have been like, you know, 2010, 2011, when I felt like I was grown and I felt like they weren't and I saw them getting together. And then I remember, you know, their their demise, which has been, you know, widely documented. Um, do you do you have any such memories? Um, I remember I was a Disney kid around the time and I was, and I like grew up about two or three years younger than like Miley, Demi and Selena. And so like I, I would watch them go through a period in their life and then go through it, which was kind of interesting. But, um, I remember, I remember when Justin Bieber, I believe is like a year younger or two years younger than her, but like, I just, yeah, he's younger. He's younger. And there was like a funny like moment from some sort of a word show where like he sang to her and she was sitting in a chair and she's like much taller than he. And I was like, <laughs> they'll never get together. And then they did. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I was like, why are they together? And I've never stand it. I've never liked it. I've, and I don't, and I don't want it for her. <laughs> Um, We were going to talk about one look from this period, Mm -hmm. which is the blue Calvin Klein that um, Selena wore to the Grammys. From the Grammys. This this must have been the 2016 Grammys. Um, I believe believe it was the 2016 Grammys. So this is a blue sequin dress, strappy. um, It's sort of like a gown floor length. It has some cutouts in the sides. Mm -hmm. It's actually very similar to what she wore um, for her first number on the SNL performance yeah. that she did around this time, um, just sort of in a different texture and color. What do you think about this look? Well, the mid two thousands was like all about a slip dress at that point, and like this is obviously isn't a slip dress because it was a sequin fabric, but it w- it had that silhouette to it. And like one of the things, um, Selena Gomez loves to talk about how much she loves Jennifer Aniston, right? And the two, I f- for me, fashion wise, are very similar because they're both incredibly likable women who have who are really who nat- dress simply who are naturally beautiful <laughs> and dress simply they they just they don't they don't take fashion risks they look great but then no, nothing is like thrilling about what they do but they look beautiful mm. I feel like um, Selena takes more fashion risks than Jen, but I do agree that they actually do have very similar styles. It's like classic, clean cuts, all American. It's all about sort of like a very clean and simple silhouette Mm -hmm. um, because they, you know, they, they like, I think that or maybe I'm projecting, but I, I feel like they um, like showing off the way they look naturally. At least that's what Jen has told us and what I, I see Selena doing. Mm-hmm. Um, despite both of their fillers. So um, much filler. <laughs> so much well-placed filler. So much good filler on both of them. Mm. They're doing you great. You have to watch the morning show. Okay, I have to. It's so good. Reese. <laughs> Let's talk about the album. Shall we get into the track? Mm -hmm. All right, so song number one, title track, Revival. I dive into the... I died under the... What I wrote down is, I died under the future... 
I think it's I dive into the future. Oh, well, that makes way more sense. <laughs> that makes way more sense. She should articulate more. I, I think the poetry on this one is V-contrived at the at the top of it. However, I really like the song. I think I the like vocals the are rich, and I think it's sort of fun, and yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like a thesis track. I think it's a great track to open the album. The key lyric here is more than just survival, this is my revival, um, which is hilarious. Track about know. surviving. Yeah, she does. It, it it does come back, but I think there's a good beat here. The song mm. is cool. Um, it's fine. It's a good. It's a good song to open this album. I think it's it's fun too for a song about sort of like rebirth. So. Yeah, it has a nice instrumental build at the beginning too. Yes, it just starts with that dun 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 dun, and then it just like <laughs> keeps going. I like it. Yeah, it's cute. Song number two, "Kill Him with Kindness." That's how the beginning starts. Our producers are looking at us like we're crazy, but that's, <laughs> that's how literally it how it goes. She just gave a perfect rendition. I think that's in the right key too. Kill me. Um, kill M with kindness. Kill M with kindness. Um, I do love this song. I love the whistle intro um, that I just did perfectly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I think it's a cute song. I think it's a good song. I think it's it's fun. It's well written. And it's kind of iconic. Like like that whistle's iconic even if our producers don't agree. Uh-huh. Um, our, like, like the vocal's iconic. And I think here um, on this album is when we really start to hear Selena's sound be like really solidified. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the tracks that does that for me. Um, this one to me like really brings up like a Hillary Duff vibe. Really? Why? How um, so? Hillary loves a whistle in her music as well. Oh, you're well. so right. Loves a whistle. And I and <laughs> and it's also got this like unfailing optimism that mm. like that Selena is known for. I mean, I would so for what what I wrote for this track, I wrote a deceptive bop. Um, I was annoyed by the Bible school logic when I first heard it, but what then, do you mean by Bible school? It's logic? just so annoying. Like kill him with kindness. Like I don't know. Like, kill him, kill him. I don't care. Like yes, you can attract more bees with honey, but also like I like to eviscerate people on Twitter. Like I don't think that she means it. Do you? you? I think she means it. I think that this is one hundred percent genuine from Selena. She loved a kindness journey. Ugh, fine. Yeah, and then, but you know what? Also, I yelled the lyrics in my car, and I love singing it. So, quite frankly, it doesn't matter. Song number three, hands to myself. Can't keep, keep my, my hands, hands to myself. I'm trying to. All of her songs are two notes, and I don't hate it. I want it all. Nothing else. Um, so I had shown you the SNL performance of this before uh, before we started recording, um, in which there's sort of like sort of like a, a threesome type thing, a little bit of like bi action. I thought it was cute. At but. the time I thought it was like one of her best performances. It still might be, but upon rewatch oh, it, it is weaker <laughs> than I remembered because Queen cannot sing live. Ah. Um, ah. and then they have her like moving and flipping. 
fluffing her hair and it's just a little much. But, yeah. um, you know, I think um, I love this song. Yeah. I think it's fun. I play it all the time. What do you think about the song? This was a late addition to the album. Really? Um, yeah. It's, <gasps> it's one of the last ones she put on it. It's produced by Max Martin. Um, I I actually think it's quite good. I think it's like uh, for, for its time, it was a little progressive. It was mm-hmm. this sort of like mid tempo, like cool vibe with some more whispery vocals. I thought it was lovely. Um, I want to know, like, who, like, who do you think? Who would you describe? Who is metaphorical gin, gin and juice to you? Oh my God! This I'm so glad you asked me this question because this lyric has haunted me for, I guess now fucking five years now half a decade um (laughs) metaphorical gin and juice like what the fuck i actually had written down in here so many times like how great selena's writers are especially for her and how how you know everyone else needs to get better writers who can better utilize their talents because if selena can pull off these songs like everyone else needs better writers but metaphorical gin and juice every time i hear it just kills me but i always sing it what do you think it is? I like the out. I like the lyric, honestly, because it's so it wild. Make, no, but it doesn't make any sense. Metaphorical gin and juice. It's like see, a the idea sweet person like, that gets you kind of drunky, right? See, but but like if if something's <laughs> metaphorical gin and juice, you can just call it your gin and juice, and that's a fucking metaphor. I you know. don't have to say. But that's kind of what I like about the lyric too. Is, is that like she doubles? It is camp. She doubles that. She's like, in case you didn't know, this is a metaphor. This is my metaphorical juice. <laughs> like, in case you are unaware of like you know idioms, I'm gonna spell it out for you. Metaphorical gin. It's not literal. He's not literal gin and juice. Yeah. He is metaphorical gin and juice. You know who I think is metaphorical gin and juice? Who? Sean Mendes. No. He's a sweetie. No. And he gets you a little drunk. I not me. Okay. No. Okay. I mean yeah. no. No. I don't know who I would say is metaphorical gin and juice. Um Jennifer Aniston? Uh, not for no. Okay. Not for me. I mean I like okay. her, but she doesn't make me feel like hmm, you know? I feel like gin, metaphorical gin and juice is like a feeling of like, hmm, I can't get my hands to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so like the lift that you yes, get when you're drunk. Yeah, the the lift that Selena did when she flipped her hair on SNL. Elizabeth Warren. That's my Elizabeth <laughs> Warren is our metaphorical gin and juice. Oh my god, this is just a Warren podcast. <laughs> Track number four, same old love. Uh, I'm so sick of that same old love. love. That shit it tears me up. up. I'm, I'm so sick of that same old love. Body's had enough. Oh oh oh. Okay, that what was do you think? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Oh, yes. this is it's I metaphorical am... gin and juice. <laughs> I remember um, uh, once uh, being at a stoplight on New Year's. Um, I think it was probably around 2016, where like the New Year's of 2016, and this like girl drives up. This college girl that went to my college, I I knew because she had a bumper sticker of it, and um, she she drove up to a stoplight with me, and she was a sorority girl, and she was just blasting single yes. love, and like that's the mood, like that's that is a, mood. a mood. I thought it. I think that this this song is like incredibly relatable. I love like the percussive hits of it. I love her vocals on it. Do I think she could do it live? Obviously not, but I think it's a great song. 
Yes, I became I became a Selena stan in part because of um, my friend Aiden, who I've I'm sure I've mentioned on the podcast before. I um, and Aiden loves Selena Gomez, and I remember just like listening to this song with them, and that was that's a memory of of 2015 for sure. No, um, yeah, I have very good memories about like these songs from this album, especially this three track run. I wrote. Um, for tracks two through four, wow, bangers. Kill Him With Kindness, Hands To Myself, Same Old Love, all singles, all big hits, yeah. all songs that I'm like obsessed with, and songs that I think hold up now five fucking years later. Absolutely. How are we five years out from this album? I don't know. It is fresh. It's a fresh album. It sounds, I mean, it sounds like Selena now, you mm-hmm. know, when we hear her new single. Which is why you're gonna fucking love Rare. Yay! Listen to it. Oh, I can't wait to, oh, I hope her writers do her justice. I hope she sings about others sort of like and she sort of pinpoints what literary devices she's using at what no it's revival part two but it's still good okay 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 (laughs) um track number five sober um i don't like this one it's not my fave um it's not my fave i also think like it's forgettable it's forgettable but the the vocals on here are deceptively difficult and like you can really hear the auto tune and i think that (laughs) I hate to compare, but Demi could have done this one way better. I mean, Demi could have done any of this better, but Demi yeah. would have demanded more than three notes in these songs. True. So. Um, I, I also, I made a note of, I think it's interesting that we've now sort of discussed a number of different albums and a number of different artists, and it's 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 kind of wild how many artists have songs called Sober. True. Um, the Ooh. one that comes to mind is Lord, but we also uh. talked about a number of different ones. So anyway, um, track number Number six, we have good for you. I just wanna look good, 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 good for you. Uh-huh. Um, thoughts? So sleek. Like it's it's pop perfection for me. Um, I, I feel like she invented mid tempo with this song. <laughs> um, I. Uh, I think it's really good. I think this song was cooler than me in 2015. Um, and but I will also say it's it's got a weird placement to it in like mm. in the in the scheme of pop music of the time because we were really pushing a heavily feminist narrative and this song, it does not have that. But well, but it also you know whatever like what you know sort of feminism is what I, I remember this discourse happening about this song and also the the counter argument that like you know whatever she wants to do is that's feminist yeah, like absolutely. if she wants to look good for a guy she's allowed to do that and that's feminism absolutely and even if that's not you know you, you know even if we might have her look good for herself like if she wants to look good for her for her guy that's her right yeah yeah absolutely um i think it's a jam i think it holds up and i think too like this um along with the other tracks i mentioned earlier that that you know really solid um you know three tracks two three four on this on this album um i think this is really when we hear like what is the quintessential selena gomez sound yeah and it's really solidified i think we kind of heard it with her early singles um uh throughout her sort of early career i'm thinking of um when you're ready come and get it um but i think that here we really hear this sort of whisper vocal this sort of like commitment to like a very 
small vocal range, but that's with a good beat that somehow really works for her. Yeah. And um, again, I think that Selena's one of those artists that champions like eight vowels in one word. Like the way she says good, like good. Like she <laughs> like she really crams in a lot of different vowels in a lot of different stuff in that one. It's supposed to be one syllable, but she has at least a couple in there. Um, I, I love it. I think this is quintessential Selena and I think it's iconic. I think Selena is a really, really good vocal actress. Like She is. She can deliver a vocal. She has good phrasing. Yes, absolutely. I mean, she's in a ton of fucking cartoon movies. Like, mm-hmm. she has a catalog of, like, That's Hotel true. Transylvania. She's in the new Doolittle movie. I think she was in Trolls. Maybe is not. She a, is she a, a, an animal in she's Doolittle? She's a giraffe. Oh, but she's so small. I know. I Maybe know. she's not small. I just think of her as short. Maybe she's long necked. <laughs> <one. laughs> um, oh, I love that. No, that's, you know, you're right. She does ha- sort of have this particular thing about her. Yeah. 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 Um, track number seven, Camouflage. This is a breakup song. It's sort of ballady. Can you sing it? I don't know it well enough. Camouflage. Fortress around my heart. That's, That's all I right. remember. I think the metaphor is flimsy, but I'm <gasps> glad that she doesn't call it out as a metaphor this time. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it within the two lines you just sang, it sort of switched, you know, <laughs> yeah. mixed metaphors for sure. Um, I thought I thought this song was kind of boring. Uh, the piano rem- intro was sort of reminiscent of Pink. Mm. Um, I mm-hmm. like that. Doesn't she swear in this one? She's like, I've got a lot of shit to say. I've got so much shit to say. I like that part. I think, you know, it's it's better than it could be. Um, I think definitely the urges to sort of like compare, at least on this podcast, we've talked about Hilary Duff's Metamorphosis and to compare those sort of albums. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially because on both, I think the ballads are weaker. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I think this is much stronger than any ballad on Metamorphosis. Oh, for sure. Sure, yes. Um, you know, there's something going on here. Yeah. Um, me and the rhythm. Me and the rhythm. I love... I do like this song. What I like maybe more than I like the actual song is, like, I do think that this... Um, the title and sort of like the way this song is put together is sort of um, referencing Britney's Me Against the Music a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't hate it. I think this is a cute song. I think it's good. Thoughts? Um, I wrote, a bop for girls who, stu- who still love a good denim skirt. Um, I, what, I, okay, so this song sounds a little ahead of its time to me, but it still has all like the classic pop devices that we love. Like it's got that me like that little mm, like mm-hmm. like really heavily like sort of produced riff that yeah. I think is just lovely. It's to listen fun. To. It's yeah. fun. I I I think this is to me. It was in a Coke commercial. I remember. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. It was like Coke or Sprite, but it was in a Coke it commercial. Wasn't Pepsi? Was it? Not Pepsi. <laughs> Never Pepsi. Only uh, Britney. <laughs> only Britney. But it was in a Coke commercial, and it was uh, it was just like fresh pop. I like. Mm. Mm. Track nine, Survivors. Um, I forgot this song. I love this song. <laughs> um, I couldn't tell you how it goes right now. We are survivors of the wild. We are survivors of the wild. It's fun. It's in, as per my notes, anyway. This is so fun. An anthem, a little of its time, but fine, I love, is what I wrote. 
I don't know. You don't care about it? When I, when I think of Survivor, I think of Christina Aguilera. Like, I think of just, like, what? bombastic survivors. Oh and this, God. to I'm me, dying. is just, like, it's, she's I'm nonchalant shredded about... You don't think about Destiny's Child? I think about Destiny's Child, too, but, like, I don't know. I just... Don't like this. I I think if she like Selena does not have the vocal range to sing about being a survivor. I will say it. I don't disagree with that, but I don't hate this song. <laughs> I don't hate this song. This is you know this is for the survivors with a limited diaphragm. <laughs> um, it's track ten, body heat. <laughs> Um, thrilling. Ah, yes! (laughs) I'm so glad we agree. I just wrote, yes, great beat, fun. Was this a single? This is sick. (laughs) I was very excited. I was like, how does this one go? Um, wait, 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 wait. All I need, all I need is your body heat right next to me. <laughs> yes. And it's like fun. There's like a good beat. You know, it sounds she like had a good Shakira producers. track from 2008. Like to me, it's got like a lot of like incredible like trumpet to it. It's really high energy. It's, it's bombastic, which Survivor was not. And I think it's great. Like I like it. I do like it. This is sick. I wrote. Mm. Um, track 11 Rise. Um, this song was, uh, so there, there are three songs for, on this album for me that were forgettable. This one I think was forgettable. I listened to it and I was like, the verse to me sounds like Faith Hill, mm. which, which is weird. And then it had this sort of like gospel hip hop chorus. Mm. I didn't like it. I liked the chorus aspect of it. Um, you know, it's sort of a ballad to bring a beginning to the end. I think... Sure. I wrote, this is uplifting. I like the chorus. You know, like, I liked the amount of voices behind her, which is what I really like off her one of her latest singles, Lose You to Love Me. Um, I think that that uh, really supports her weak voice. <laughs> but I do, uh, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's not the best track on the album, for sure. Yeah. Track 12, Me and My Girls. Fucking love. Oh my god. I wrote down, this is the second grammatically incorrect song title and i love it (laughs) and it's the second one too that's like me and something else like oh my god i love it (laughs) i think that this is a perfect drag uh track too i want to see a drag queen do it i think it's would be incredible um i love this song okay so so costume designers like if are all annoying first of all but they all have their little (laughs) isms um about them that they repeat over and over and over again and one of my favorites that i use all the time is tan skin looks damn good in white which is a lyric in this song really (laughs) That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Because she's right. <laughs> I mean, um, I. So that's the end of the album. Yes. There are two deluxe tracks. Yeah. Which I took notes on, but we aren't going to address in. You sort can of, give your opinion. What I want to talk about, I actually wrote my best notes for this these okay. tracks, and I just like I can't let my work go to waste. Yeah. So I want to talk about track number thirteen, which is nobody. I can this discuss is on that the, one. The I de- kind of know it. Deluxe track. Um, see, I wrote. See, even the slow songs are not bad. Good mm. job, writers. And then I wrote, "Is Justin Bieber really this good at sex? No way." <laughs> I remember when they were children, which harkens back to the conversation we had earlier. True. I just don't think that he's that good at sex. That she's like, nobody will ever love me like you do in sort of a sexual way. I was just like, no, someone's gonna, someone's gonna treat you right. You well, know, she's like, sick of that same old love. Her she body's is. had enough. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
But he has a huge penis, so there's does that. Does he? I mean, that Have doesn't even matter. It? it doesn't matter unless he knows what to do with it, which I highly doubt. I feel like he's been given the license to just sort of flail around with it. Well, true. And he also is like a, a member of the Hillsong whatever, so I feel like... What they, is that? It's a, that culty Christian oh, church. Christian thing? Yeah. Okay. I think he's bad at sex. I do too. I second that. Track number 14. Perfect. I wrote, sure. Um, I, I also thought it's not the best way to close the album, but I'm not mad. And then I wrote, this is something that's, um, interesting is that, um, I was listening to this other podcast called, um, Dolly Parton's America. Have you listened to it? No, but I want to. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. And it talks about like sort of the thesis of the podcast is that Dolly's sort of like a great unifier across America. You know, uh, super conservatives love her. You know, all the queers love her. She, um, you know, people of color love her. White supremacists love her. And, um, it really gets into the intricacies of that. I thought it was a great list and I highly recommend it. Mm. But um, one of the most interesting um, episodes, well, actually, I think all of the episodes were quite interesting. They had an episode specifically just about the song Jolene and they really got gave it a deep dive about how it was created and its lyrics and all of this. And they talked about how it's sort of a subversion of the trope of the other woman song, which Perfect is sort of an other woman song in that like the the, the lyrics are sort of like you know, she's perfect, you know, I, um, I can, you know, see her lipstick or whatever. No, I can, it's something like, I can feel her lipstick on your lips, and then the lyric is verbatim, it's like I'm kissing her too. And then, um, the, what, it's super sort of interesting to me, I think, in conjunction with the song Jolene, which is, which the podcast Dolly Parton's America argued, um, was a subversion of the other woman's song in that previously, all of the other woman songs sung by women that are, you know, like, oh, you're fucking my husband, fuck you, you fucking tramp. And they gave um, uh, examples of how that was sort of at the period of the time that Jolene was written up until recently, even, you know, Carrie Underwood's Before He Cheats, talking about like, beach blonde tramp, and she's probably getting frisky, you know? <laughs> Taylor Swift's um, She Wears Short Skirts, I, I Wear t shirt She Wears Heaven, I'm on the bleachers. <laughs> so, you know, this is a time-honored tradition of women singing about how other women are fucking sluts and their men should not be fucking them. But there's there's also this alternative version that sort of Dolly was one of the first to give us, which is like you as the other woman are so beautiful. Please don't do it. I'm begging you, Jolene. Your beautiful hair, your beautiful this. Don't do it, Jolene. And this track to me is sort of similar in that, like, the it's sort of like, I mean, it's quite uh, on the on the face of things homoerotic in that it's like, it, she has that lyric, it's like, I'm kissing her too, she's so beautiful. Mm. And I just thought it was a really, really interesting track to end the album on. I don't think Selena Gomez is queer... We did have that conversation on the podcast. Uh, I don't think she's queer. I don't think... But it's interesting the ways in which she plays into that, particularly in this song. And I think, you know... um we we love an ambiguous lyric. There's sort of, you know, she also sort of played into that with her SNL performance of Hands to Myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I love a visible queerness, even uh, if it's uh, Beatty. I don't know. I want her to be bicurious. Well, probably she's bi... I mean, who isn't? I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Really Some people are gay. straight. Um, <laughs> Selena Gomez spills about her sexuality and surprises everyone. 
uh, is the news article. Is this, did this happen now? I don't know. Um, I will say that there's like a, there's a <gasps> oh. little big town song that's like also like similar to this where she sings about like the other girl's lips. This is um, an article from December 24th, 2019. Um, this looks like fan fiction. Well. <laughs> um, no, it's a timeline of... Uh, it, it, no, just kidding. It is a timeline. Is it's a timeline fiction. of Selena's history of bisexuality. Um, and... Uh, but it, it also... You know, this article is something about. Her, yeah, it's kind of a little bit about outing her. I'm not if, totally if you go sure. Go back to the Google search. Okay, the I'm going back to the Google search. It's looking like. It's looking like Selena Gomez has kissed women, and I don't really see any did other she, reputable. Does she like it? She probably did. I don't know. There's pictures of her. When you Google Selena Gomez bisexual, there's pictures of her hugging Cara Delevingne. So, you know, uh, anything goes. Cara Delevingne is hot for all genders. I'll say it. I would, I would, I would kiss Cara Delevingne. I guess. I mean, I don't think that she's my type of woman. Okay, fair enough. Her with that buzz cut and that like black eyeliner and Chanel, I'd kiss her. Sure. Why not? Okay. I mean, why not? Yeah. Kiss a frog, you know. Would you? No. Okay. I'm probably not a real, not like a real live frog, but if the frog had big lips, <laughs> I wouldn't kiss a frog. Maybe I would. I wouldn't kiss a frog. <laughs> I'm scared. Why not? I'd it kiss a just... chihuahua, but not a frog. Wait, what? Uh, I would not kiss a chihuahua, but I would kiss. <laughs> This is what you do this podcast for. I have a question. Would Why? you kiss, um, who, if you had to kiss one of them, would you kiss Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is wild. I actually just saw this tweet that was like, I'm a Bernie hoe. <laughs> I stand Bernie because I want to kiss him. <laughs> Ew! Um, you would kiss Joe Biden, oh, huh? Of course. Um, I might kiss Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I would kiss Bernie Sanders. I would. I don't want to kiss Joe Biden. He's probably just gonna grab my boobs. Uh, no, Joe Biden's friends with Bernie Lady Sanders Gaga. would give me a kiss and then pat me on the head and be like, "Good job." <laughs> Thank I'd you. This is your Warren. new favorite political <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, what are your favorites from this album? Um, uh, same old love and uh, uh, can't keep my hand, hands to myself. And um, good for you. I think that I think that um, Selena Gomez really captured a pop moment and like knows what we want and gives it to us. And these songs all do that. I have, I have the same favorites. I mean, those songs are impeccable. There's nothing that can beat them. Um, well, there are quite a few songs that can beat them, but there's nothing that Selena... You know, Selena did, really did it with this. This mm -hmm. is pop... I mean, it's pop perfection. It's mm -hmm. fun. It's light. 
she can sing it. We're on board. <laughs> we can sing it. <laughs> we can sing it. Just wait. <laughs> um, so what do you give this album as a rating? Okay. Well, Again, for our listeners, we rate these albums on a boxed wine system, uh, ranging from the lowest um, Franzia to the high, to, well, the middle, you know, let's not skip over the middle. We got a black <laughs> box of wine somewhere in there. And then up top, we got Boda Box. And again, we have multiple levels of wines within that although frankly we've only tried a few of each so don't trust us <laughs> what is your rating given, given that all the, the rating <laughs> system is arbitrary um so i'm drinking this new boda box brand <laughs> that i brought this evening and it's an old vine zinfandel from boda box which like how old is the vine boda i want to know it, you say it says 2017 california so that's I guess old they told me. for boda that's <laughs> for bo- three years Years? That's Bernie Sanders old. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about this wine is it's like light in body, but it has like a really lovely finish. It's oh my um, God, are you a sommelier? <laughs> <laughs> I think that light in body with a lovely finish and like a, a good taste all around is is this album. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sure. say it's an old it's a Boda Box old vine Zinfandel. <laughs> Um, I'm going to throw a wrench into the system, and I'm, I, too, will give this album the ranking that I'm drinking, which is this Wine Cube. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wine Cube Cabernet Sauvignon from um, Target. That's and a the bad reason, wine. No, it is a bad wine. However, it's a bad wine with not a lot of body. However... <laughs> impeccably marketed it's been open for about three weeks and it's aged well (laughs) just like this album is this album great no is it really fun yes does it age well yes just like this wine (laughs) you know what fuck it i agree with you (laughs) thank you wine cube it is wine cube i don't uh, for the record i don't recommend wine cube um, I wouldn't buy, I wouldn't buy it again, but I would say it's fun and you can keep it open for three weeks and it'll taste <laughs> the same as when you opened it, which is not great, but we're, we, we're dealing with it. Our um, poppin' bottles, the podcast that covers boxed wine, <laughs> politics, and pop music. I mean, what, what more could you want, truly? Like, there's nothing else in this world, uh, worth talking about. Um, so that just leaves us with, um, thanking our collaborators, thanks to our executive thank producers, you. Cameron Toy. Uh, thank you to our executive producer, Aaron Burnett. Queens. And, yeah, mostly, uh, that, this podcast is only for queens. So. Queens! <laughs> <laughs> thank you to our graphic designer, Jeremy Smith. Hey, thank and, you. And, um... Um, I love you. Thank you to us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to us for and bringing such up-to-date cultural criticism. That was strong. That was strong. We're finishing this out strong. Okay, mm. we've got a treat for you. It's karaoke. You already know. Yes. It's going to be good. Ooh. This time, at least, we can handle a vocal, just like the- all the anxiety last week. Ooh. I hope you don't end this podcast early, because if you do, you miss out on some truly bad shit. Remember when we tried to sing... Um, well, what's the worst one we've done? Uh, what do you think is our worst karaoke track thus far? Uh, well, I mean, one of the hardest vocals, I would say, is like... Um, 
all I want for Christmas is That one was pretty bad. Yeah. I think that one was that one was bad. We attempted Ari as well. Yeah, but that was early days and we didn't get through it. We're gonna do another Ari album and we're gonna No, we did it. Ari again when we did the Christmas album. Oh, that was the worst one we've ever <laughs> that done. Was the worst Santa one. Tell Me is the worst one we've ever Ooh. done. Lee, tell us what you think is our worst one ever. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's just get into it. Mm. <coughs> we're just we're about to sing it's gonna be so good Yeah, that's 
is that song's really repetitive, but I love it. Like, Ooh, it's not a great It drives song. home the metaphor. You know, I mean, the metaphorical gin and juice. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I want to tell you something right now, which is you should probably like, comment, subscribe, um, follow. Give us love. Give us that same old love. <laughs> Give us that same old love. Or maybe, like, better love. Maybe better love. Better love than Justin Bieber's love, that's for sure. Yes. I don't trust him. All right, will you count me out? This is the last time we're doing this shtick. 56, 48, hut! I'm ready for the Super Bowl. Yes! <laughs>